Record. All good things. All good things. Big storm coming Friday. Uh, Do you? You know from Ryan. Oh. I said, I thought you had the storm today. So they're supposed to get even more on Friday. They've closed mass transit. Oh, my God. I saw something about them having trouble on some routes or something, but I didn't realize they'd closed everything. Mm. For tomorrow. Oh, my. oh, I remember hearing about that. Apparently, people had to get off the train and walk out because it was stuck or something. Oh, jeez. So now they've closed it. <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. We didn't have that much snow, although we did get a fair amount. We just got drifts. <laughs> Two inches of rain, and it's still going. The Oof. pig farmer that I follow said he took his pigs to the butcher house today, and on his way, he had to go around down trees. There were fences blown over, and I think he said three greenhouses had lost their plastic covering. He gets. And then when he got to the butcher, the uh, roof was off, so he had to turn around and bring his pigs home because Mm. they were closed. He didn't call in advance? No, because he didn't know it was supposed to be that bad. The news didn't say we were going to have wind. Oh. So he, mm. nobody really knew we were going to get it. Yeah, we've been doing, well, not much today, actually. It was just fairly cold but clear, and that means that between this morning and now, the plows have come around and cleared everything off, but they haven't um, quite got far enough to clear the um, giant mounds in the middle of the streets yet. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, So I wasn't able to cross the street, as usual, from the bus stop when I was coming home, but it's all right. Made it to it, went down on that side of the street till I got to an intersection, and then it was mm-hmm. fine. Um, and actually, they've been doing pretty well at clearing snow this year. They've had troubles with that in past years, so that's been nice, actually. Well, that's but, good. But, yeah, last week we were having the blizzard because it's the, the really light, fluffy snow, but it was coming down quite rapidly, and there was enough wind that it was going sideways, so everything was, uh, you know, you look Ew. out the window and you can see three feet. And <laughs> wow. If you're actually outside, it wasn't that bad, visibility-wise, oh. but so I don't know if it really counts as a proper blizzard like you used to get on the prairies or maybe still do, but um, <laughs> blizzardy enough for me anyway. <laughs> We've been lucky so far. We have been very lucky. Of course, now that I say that, it'll probably snow tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just getting rain. Rain, rain, rain. More rain. It's Oregon. That happens. Yep. That's where all the moss comes from. I turned, Yeah, I know. We've got some pretty moss. I turned on the computer for the kids today, or somebody turned on the computer for the kids, and somebody updated our cover page, mm-hmm. and it was just fields of lavender and i was like oh that is so pretty and i bet it smells so good oh, that and would the kids be. like put on my game i'm like no look how pretty this is i'm like i want my game I'm like, all right fine reminds me of the thing someone posted on facebook and said uh missing last seen november 17th 2014 answers to the name grass yeah <laughs> 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 That's and then it's just good. a picture of a nice green field in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sunshine. Oh, that sounds nice. This has been the weather with Potterpick Weekly. Chad <laughs> <laughs> told me the other day that she really wants us, wanted to podcast with us, but I sent her a message and said, hey, do you want to podcast tonight? And 
she hasn't answered me, so she might join us if she gets it. I don't know. She's probably in the throes of writing. Mm, could be. I know she's been doing that lately, though. No telling if she's doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Ryan says that the snow's already over his mother's windows. Oh, my. Sheesh. Is yeah. that like second story? or? No, she's like the basement, and they've moved upstairs, but still. And I said in the house or the car, but <laughs> I'm just being yeah. snotty. So this was the third big storm, and then there's another big storm coming in on Friday, as he said. Yay. So they're They're getting hammered. Hammered yeah. big time. Mm. Anybody do anything fun? Yeah, I will tell you as soon as I come back with hopeful. Hold on. Arg. <laughs> I heard a great pirate joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why can't pirates say their alphabet? Because they get stuck. No idea R. why. They get stuck. No, they get lost at sea. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Did I tell you the uh, the cow with no legs joke that one of the kids told me? No. I think I did. What do you call a cow with no legs? Patty. Ground beef. <laughs> I like that one. Grounded beef. Yeah. Grounded beef. Every once in a while, they'll tell me a good joke. The, no, that's good. The grandma that I work with, her bus driver tells her pirate jokes, and they're the silliest pirate jokes I have ever heard. Just like, but that's not even funny. That's worse than what the preschoolers say. But why is there a grandma at preschool? She helps us. Oh, mm-hmm. seriously, computer, you are so freaking slow. I need a new computer. Yeah. Well, I managed to smash my finger Friday. Oh my! In the in the gate and and in the process, like ripped a chunk of skin out. Oh my! Yeah, it wasn't good. And then I stood there in the barn and went, "You may not pass out. You may not pass out. You may not pass out." <laughs> And then two hours later, I had this huge bruise on my arm. I'm like, how did I get that? But it must have, the gate, when it swung all the way open and trapped my finger, must have pulled my arm down, too. I don't know. It was exciting. Not. Mm -hmm. This is uh, advertising the French side of Match.com for some reason. Well, there you go. Facebook keeps trying to get me to go on this dating site. It's like, look at all these men. I'm like, why? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think I want to do this. Leave me alone. <laughs> Hang on, I'm watching a trailer. Which one? The second best exotic Marigold Hotel. Oh, I like the first one. My friends really liked the first one, and I thought the second one had come out a long time ago. And on my Facebook, it's this young man in in a convertible and Maggie Smith in the passenger seat and he must be really going because her mouth is wide open and she just tells she's going ah! <laughs> she's got Judy oh, Dench, bless Maggie her. Smith, Bill Nye, Dev Pascal. Was he in the original? I don't know. And the rest of the gang. And I think I saw um, Richard Gere. Huh. Scott, do you have a TV going in the background? No, they're, um, my landlady's having a birthday party upstairs. Ah. Aww. I think they mostly are leaving at the moment, which is probably what you heard. There's some really funky sounds going on at Scott's house. He's having a party. <laughs> and we're not invited. Yep. Richard Gere. Maggie Smith, Richard Gere, Bill Nye, Judy Dench. My goodness. Penelope Wilton. I don't know why that one. Oh, Lady Isabel. Well, oh, that's Isabel why. Isabel Crawley. That's why. 
Uh, I know her from Doctor Who. She's um, Harriet Jones, Prime Minister. Yes. Those are the ones that I recognize. So it's coming the 7th, I think, of of next month. Next month. Where'd it go? March 6th. Okay. What's coming where? The second best exotic Marigold Hotel. Ah. With Mm -hmm. lots of good people. Yes, I've seen the first one. Oh, this is fun. Equipment used by Neil Armstrong during the moon landing mission is reportedly been found in a closet. What? That's a good place for finding things. I really need to get off Facebook now, don't I? I will go to the fic. <clears throat> Bad podcaster. Bad. I had no luck finding the dessert I was going to have, but I found a small piece of pineapple instead. Is it candied? No, it is... Uh, a chunk of an actual pineapple. Fresh pineapple, yum. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, making a slughorn reference. It <laughs> came to me. Yes. I haven't actually had... Well, no, maybe I have at some point. I don't think I have candied pineapple very often, but it might have mm-hmm. been it um, on an assortment plate somewhere at something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yes, this was from the youth dance that we went to at the end of January. Um, Oh, that's what you did that was fun. You went and saw Les Mis. Yes, I did. Which was quite so fun, jealous. actually. They did a really good job. I mean, there were some awkward bits. Um, the guy playing Jean Valjean is actually a baritone, and it's a tenor part. So, mm. And there's a one song that's sung almost entirely in falsetto, so he had a, a rough there is? Of going into that. But mm-hmm. Bring him home. Oh. So... But uh, other than that, he did a really good job. Uh, most of the rest of the main cast did as well. There were a couple of the sort of incidental characters who weren't as good singers as the rest of them, but none of them were particularly bad. Well, that's I suspect good. the one kid I know didn't quite have the range for Gavroche, or else it was a um, artistic decision because he ended up rapping most of his songs. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Well, that could be he just, fun. He just spoke them in the rhythm, and then every now and then he'd break into a musical tone with um, a phrase or two. That would have made me cry. <laughs> the part that was most awkward for that kind of thing was that the orchestra isn't quite up to speed yet. The, one of the trumpeters in particular was a, a little warbly at times. <laughs> but... Oh. Uh, Oh, well. I mean, it was opening weekend, so... Yeah, it was really good. They did a, a great job of bringing it off, all things considered. Well, that's cool. I enjoy doing going to theater like that. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean I only got home at 11 o'clock, so, you know... <laughs> it's late night on Friday, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a Friday it's night. It's a Friday night, so it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And you're not like me. You don't have chickens waiting for you to get up and let them out in the morning <laughs> that is true so or kitties mom had to take alex to the vet this morning and uh-huh. alex is a large cat and we have yeah. a small cat carrier so she went to stuff him in this cage and he was just like, well first of all she gave him catnip so he oh, was dear. stoned out of his mind oh dear and then she had to shove him in this box and he was like no way and she was afraid he was gonna hurt her because he can be nasty mm. and she said that he doesn't cry in the car he's really good and at the vet's office they were like he must really feel bad he's 
he hasn't moved or anything because he was just kind of laying there watching everybody. Mom's like, no, yeah. he's just stoned. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really good for the vet. And we took him in because he's drinking so much water. He's just constantly drinking water. Oh, dear. And we were afraid that he's got liver or kidney damage. But everything came back clear. So okay. he either has a bladder infection or he's just really likes to drink water. <laughs> and I said, well, he is sort of an orally fixated cat. You know, he likes to suck on my mole. He likes to suck on our, our clothes and stuff like yeah. that. So I can see it. Maybe he's hot. I don't know. But he lays on the heater. He's got all that fur. It's two and a half inches thick. And he goes and he lays belly down on the heater vent and just goes, <sighs> I went to pick him up the other day and he clawed the heater vent in the floor. You know, those yeah. things are heavy. They're all metal. He pulls yeah. it right out of the floor. What? He's a strong little beast. Mm-hmm. And he sleeps outside, you know, he doesn't, but he does like the heat too. He, he yeah. enjoys it. He's funny that way. Mom said she hoped he'd come over while we were podcasting because he has a a mat behind his ear. So she told me to have my scissors ready for when he comes. <laughs> <laughs> to rub on the computer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's such a little pest. Well, we should probably start this because it's going to be probably. late. Probably. But I had an interesting day today. Oh, did you? All right. Tell us your interesting day. All right. So I went to finally get my glasses prescription. Mm-hmm. Post surgery, I am. I came out of it with now three pairs of glasses, regular reading glasses, okay. a pair of far-sighted and near-sighted bifocals wow. for like outside, you know. Mm-hmm. But then reading close up, and then another pair for the computer and little, like small print. So mm-hmm. oh, okay, and then on the way home. We're driving along on the freeway, just about to get off the exit to, you know, get onto the street to go to home. Mm-hmm. And there's this car parked on the median of the freeway that, if I recall correctly, was facing the other way. Oops. And we're just like, oh, God. Well, Dad, like, freaked out. And, I'm, of course, I'm not exactly paying attention. And he's like, call 911. I'm like, oh, oh why am I calling 911? The guy in the car that's parked on the median is trying to cross the fracking freeway. So I called 911 and then they routed me to the sheriff's department or state patrol or mm-hmm. somebody. I've never called 911 before. So I've called 911 so many times and they never answer the phone when I call. I don't know what it what? is. It's like, oh, it's Sue, ignore it. What do you mean they don't answer the they phone? Answer Isn't the that phone illegal? Like, I, no, for some reason it doesn't go through right or whatever. But yeah, I I rarely get the phone answered if I call 911. I don't even call anymore. It's just ridiculous. Oh, God. I give it to somebody huh. else. How yeah. is, okay. It's just some weird thing. Yeah, that's strange. It's, they're supposed to be accessible from anywhere. Mm-hmm. You would think? I haven't called I've them. never had to call them either, so I don't know how it would work exactly. Yeah, well, that's good. You don't want to have to call them. It's true. Well, should we start? All right. Why not? For Saturday, July 4th, this is episode 213 of Potter Vic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey, Ron. The next time you're... Previously on Potter Vic Weekly. 
Nerdy awesome fun. Nerdy awesome fun. That's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Friends Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Oh, we're just having adventures. Yep. We're adventures. Adventures are good. Good girl. Not talk those trousers. Strip. Yep. Ooh, we're evil. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, shit. I, oh, I snorted so much yesterday it was unreal <laughs> same He's snake a- time same snake channel it's all snake all the time fun. Trisha wow 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 I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Holy Holy shit. Shit. Yes, Scott, They're there, there to talk about place. the sector. They're gonna worry about homework Aww. later. Puke. <laughs> I swear yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snow gags. Awkward. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I am Sue. I'm Scott. And I'm Mooney. And this week we are going, we're doing our second episode on Hogwarts Houses Divided. We're starting with Chapter 8. Well, that's good to know. And Inverity? Inverarity. Inverarity is the author. The synopsis is, the war is over and all is well, they say, but the wounds remain unhealed. Bitterness divides the houses of Hogwarts. Can the first children born since the war's end begin a new era? Or will the enmities of their parents be their permanent legacy? And, ooh, Scott, do the last time. Last time on Potterfrick Weekly. (laughs) Or on Hogwarts Houses Divided. Ooh, there you go. And we have, had the end of chapter seven, and one of Violet's housemates, Nagena, in Slytherin, who is very proud of her long, flowing black hair and brushes it 100 times each morning and night, has been hit by a hair removing jinx. Ooh, and she is not happy. No. No, no, she is not. She's screaming down the building. And, uh, I didn't see who it was. I didn't hear anything. I was just going to breakfast. It's going Fire. to take years to grow back. <laughs> yeah. I love Isn't there a charm that does that? You would think. I'm pretty sure there is. Something that you know, Reparo. <laughs> I'm sure that wouldn't work, but it sounds I'm pretty good. sure there's a hair growing jinx for when you don't want to grow hair on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you ought well, to be able to repurpose it somehow. You know, I mean, you can shrink your teeth, then you can She could um use Theo's hair charm from uh, the Frog Prince of Slytherin. Oh, yes. All she need is, you know, the incantation or whatever it was and a kiss. I'm sure she could find somebody to kiss her. Well, maybe not. Or she could just go find some Pirelli's Pirelli's elixir. There you go. (laughs) But she is not happy. And Hugh is telling her to quit her screeching. Quit your screeching. Your hair will come back. (laughs) I love that. 
And Ophelia, who is the prefect, says, obviously, there's an, this means there's an ex- escalation. Escalation. Wow. I, can, I haven't even had a mic yet. <laughs> it's reminding me of uh, anime now. That's one of the words that, for some reason, got appropriated to be a, a spellcasting word. In Sailor Moon, at least, and possibly in other things. Because all their spell things that they do in that are done in Japanese-style English. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway. That's fun. So they have decided that they this is war. They're Slytherins, and they're not going to take it anymore. But Ophelia puts her foot down, and she says, yes, this can be war, but we need to be sneaky about it. We need to be, you know, we're going to be blamed if people see us, so we need to make sure that we're not caught. Of course we do. So... They, to be unable to accuse any Slytherins of yeah. doing things. And if you're ham-handed enough to get caught, then we're not going to help you. Yep. So. And if you repeat a word of what she just said, you're not going to get any sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll never know when I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. And poor Stephen. He's, he's just not... He's he, not really on board with this. He's not on board no. with this. And so they're calling him a pansy and they're picking on him and they trip him and... Yeah, he's. I feel bad for Stephen. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's obviously uncomfortable where he is, and they're not making him any more comfortable, and it's kind of sad. We're good at that, but yeah. begin their guerrilla campaign with a vengeance. And the I, Roger Drucker is he the Gryffindor? I think he's I think the Gryffindor so. gang. And yes, the Gryffindor bullies had been terrorizing the Slytherins. So they're the first ones, and they get trapped in the third floor boys' washroom, and the toilets all explode. And apparently one of the boys was sitting on the toilet when it exploded, and yeah, that was quite a mess. Yeah, dear. And then the uh, Slytherin girls make, make friends with Modi Myrtle. And, I love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about There's it? There's a particular Ravenclaw girl who's uh, very good at cutting, coming up with cutting remarks. And she says them to everybody. And they tell Myrtle that she's saying all these things about Myrtle. Mm-hmm. So Myrtle starts haunting this girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the time in uh, Chamber of Secrets during the death day party when Peeves was lying to Myrtle about Hermione. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Insulting her and she got all mad. And I'm just like. Mm-hmm. And Annabelle is, you know, is always sneering about calling them vipers and snakes. And so <laughs> Ophelia tells her that she needs to watch what she says. And she calls Ophelia another nasty snake word. And so now she starts. The next time after that, she's, that she says anything, snakes come out, out of her mouth instead of words. Yes. <laughs> and she freaks out because she doesn't like snakes. Understandably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Asps. Very dangerous. <laughs> it's worse than the slug hex. Yeah. And she's a Hufflepuff, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Not all Hufflepuffs are nice people. <laughs> no. And Teddy has found out when Violet's birthday is. It's the day before Halloween, so he decides he's going to throw her a surprise birthday party. 
And, and Chloe does not like this at no, all. Chloe does not approve of this relationship. And Teddy's she, not taking the hint. No. And so she says that, well, she and she's in on it, the surprise. So Because mm, Teddy, Teddy asks her to help with decorations and such. Mm-hmm. Because he's oblivious to how coolly she's responding to this suggestion. And then yes. she says, oh, okay, sure, I'll help. <laughs> But apparently she had ulterior motives. She did. And they invite the Slytherins that are her, that are her friends, and they decide to have it in front of the room of requirement. I love Teddy. Teddy's looking all over the place for a place to have it because they can't have it in the common room because they're inviting Slytherins. And they can't really have it in any of the classrooms, and the library won't let him have it. So he's walking around, but he thinks Peeves is following him, so he keeps doubling back and stuff. And he does it three times in front of the room of requirement. And lo and behold, there's a room there. What do you know? Hmm. It works out well for him. Yes. The Slytherin girls aren't sure they trust him, but they say they'll come. And build it and they will come, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody sits calling him naive for trying this, but yeah, but he's, he's doing what he can. Is he? And meanwhile, he's the rest of Hogwarts is getting set up for Halloween, too. Mm-hmm. And he has a conversation with Slughorn about it because uh, Slughorn uh, holds him back after class after he has talked to the three Slytherins who are Violet's roommates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he wants to know, you know, if you're if you're flirting with the girls or not. Uh, women's hearts are fickle, don't you know? <laughs> don't don't you go trifling with those Slytherins? Yes. Uh, and Teddy tells him, "Well, no, I'm having a birthday party for Violet." <laughs> Slughorn's like, "Oh, that's nice." Mm-hmm. Very nice of you. Oh, and by the way, um, things aren't being going too badly for you in my class, are they? No, no, things are fine. Well, you know, I can always get tutors for students who are struggling. I didn't think I was struggling. Uh, well, no, it's Chloe who's obviously struggling since you keep turning. She keeps turning in your essays. <laughs> yeah, just because she's writing them, I know that it's your voice behind them. And he's like, "Oops." And so she mm. has to redo them all, which good. Yay, Yay Slughorn. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I doesn't she get a detention as well or something? I can't remember. Let's see. I hope so. Um, it doesn't say she has to write them all, and yeah. he has to take. To, he loses twenty points for oh, that's it. doing them for her. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, how, how how come Ron and Harry never got in trouble with all of that when for copying Hermione? Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, Slughorn wasn't paying attention back then. You mean Snape? Well, Snape wasn't paying attention, we know. But Slughorn had him for a little while. Yeah, well, by that time, uh, Harry was his favorite student anyway, because he mm-hmm. was doing all the Half-Blood Prince things. That's yeah, true. That's true. I don't know. So, they, the night of the party, they tell Violet, Oh, I found this magical room that becomes, you know, whatever you want it to be. You want to see? And Violet's like, yeah, where is it? Oh, come up to the seventh floor tonight after dinner and I'll show you. And she's like, that's near Gryffindor Tower. And he says, don't worry, we'll be waiting for you. And she says, okay. And then they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait. And Mm -hmm. finally they go. She's not showing up. Yeah. So they go looking for her and she has been strung up on one of the hourglasses in the entrance hall. Mm hmm. Yeah, and she's basically, you know, in Snape's position. Your skirt's down around her 
her, you know, she's strung upside down, so her scoot, skirt's hanging the wrong way, or her knickers are showing. And I, I did find a, a problem with that because they called it her underwear. They did not call it her knickers. That's just me. I was looking Peeves for the did, word. though. I was looking for the knickers word. Yes, Peeves did. Happy birthday to you. It stinks to be you. We all see your knickers and your face is turning blue. <laughs> charming, Peeves. Charming. Yes, Peeves yeah. is always charming. <laughs> Teddy says, Peeves, leave her alone, and he draws his wand and then realizes he can't do anything to Peeves. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's going Aww, to head up towards Peeves Violet to help. Langalock. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes to help, but the Slytherins won't let him, and Violet thinks that he set her up because the Gryffindor boys were waiting for her. And Teddy's just, didn't. yeah, beside himself because he didn't, he wanted to surprise her. And, of course, Professor Longbottom wants to know who's responsible, and she won't tell him. He says, I don't care what house they're in. Even if they're in my house, I will see them expelled. And mm-hmm. But she doesn't say anything, because that's not what you do, apparently. No, I didn't see. And Teddy's crushed. I, You know, we just we had, we're having a surprise birthday party for her. I don't know anything about it, and he feels sick. But she's not going to forgive him. So he has to figure out a way to get her back talking to him again. Mm-hmm. And um, he finds a spectacularly Gryffindorish way to go about it. Yes, he does. <laughs> he goes down to the, well, because he talks to, isn't it Slughorn that he talks to? And Slughorn says, you know, she was humiliated and she doesn't think you understand how humiliated she was. So he goes down and knocks on the Slytherin door. And says, I'd like to talk to her. And they pretty much just yeah. beat him up. And the boys keep coming out and beating him up every time he goes. And then he'll go again the next day. Even Yeah, and it gets worse Madame Pomfrey will pick him up, fix him up, and then he'll go back down. Yeah, yeah. and he just keeps doing it over yeah. and over. And in the meantime, we have a Quidditch match. Mm-hmm. Gryffindor versus Slytherin, which is just great to start off the year. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> always Gryffindor versus Slytherin. They come out and they're just like, they've got spiked elbow pads and different things all over and them. Steel-toed boots. Yeah. It takes yeah. a while before they can even start the game because, you know, the, the coach to... is making them take all his stuff off. Yeah. And then it's just this terribly rough, terrible mm. game. I want to see a clean and friendly game. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. And I and think you they're know, both being, you know, very offensive to towards each other. And, and a bunch to... of people get knocked off their brooms, and several of them get taken to the hospital wing. And pretty soon, there's almost more uh, alternates than there are, you know, regular players. Mm-hmm. And they both have to put in their reserve seekers, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, now the snitches never get caught." And yeah, but finally and somebody catches it. Gilbert wants to know: Is it usually this nasty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not really. And three eighty to two ninety for Gryffindor. Yay, Gryffindor just barely made it, and everybody was really happy because they got to go back inside. Mm. Yeah, and during the game. Wand alarms keep going off because mm-hmm. Fred and George have sold these wand alarm things. Well, George. That, yeah. George and Ron, I should say, um, have been selling these. and uh, But they didn't 
fine-tune them enough before getting them into production so they go off for the least little thing Mm -hmm. and now people are just ignoring them except it turns out two wands actually did get stolen during the game (laughs) the boy who cried wolf that's it and you know if this keeps up then the headmistress is going to be questioning everybody with veritaserum oh goodness back to fifth year huh it's not easy to do that yeah I don't know if the Ministry of Education would go for that anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Yeah. And then this is when Teddy gets the great idea to keep going down to the Slytherin common room trying to talk to Violet. Because mm-hmm. he's kept trying to talk to her in class and she's just been ignoring him. Mm-hmm. Finally, he does it in potions one day and she just says, leave me alone. And he does get to say, you know, I didn't mean that to happen. I would never do anything to you. We're your friends. And she says, it doesn't matter whether you meant it to happen or not. It's just what happens when Slytherins try to have friends outside their house. Yeah. Which is a sad commentary. It is a sad commentary. And then we have Chloe and Teddy talking and, and she's like, you know, how come you keep trying this? I think. Violet's being terribly unreasonable. And Teddy says, well, you weren't trapped, taped upside down in the entrance hall with your knickers showing. And Chloe brush, blushes and says, but you weren't to know Roger and his friends were going to lie in wait for her when she came up. She shouldn't blame you. Oh, dear. And it comes out that she told them what was going on. Of course she did. And now Teddy's not speaking to her at all. Yeah. I don't blame him. Nope. He she he just about curses her, and he gets mad enough that his metamorph mage's powers go out of control, and he does like the uh, Beetlejuice skull face thing. <laughs> yeah, and he calls her probably calls her a bitch because it says it's a terrible word that he never uses, and his grandmother would have used a scouring charm on his mouth if she'd heard him say it. And mm-hmm. Dewey's like, that was harsh. And Kai's like, yeah, but she deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> And how are you making your hair stand up like that? Oh, uh, sorry. By the way, I'm a metamorphagist. It's like my mother. Ace! (laughs) Can you look like a girl? I can't look like specific people. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And I've never tried to look like a girl. And so he's decided he's going to have to show her that he understands how humiliated she was. He's got to convince her that he understands. Yep. So he's. this is when he starts going down to the dungeons. Mm-hmm. And this goes on for probably a week or so. Yeah. This is exactly like what Snape did, except the other way around. Except he gave up after the first one, and Teddy has not. No, Snape didn't give up. Well, when is this from? She did go out and talk to him and tell him to leave her alone. I guess that's true. When he called Lily a mudblood, he went up to the Gryffindor Tower that night and asked to talk like to a week. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And so finally, she, she does come out after, you know, he's been beaten black and blue several times. And cursed and, and different things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And his friends keep calling him stubborn and suicidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Violet is watching the older boys from Slytherin going out this door. And she's sort of pondering things. Yeah. And, and Ophelia thinks he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, no, he's not. He's my cousin. He's my cousin. Well, he's obviously besotted. No. 
But Ophelia says you need to put an end to this because the boys are are gonna hurt him. Yeah. And they you might don't even want kill him, him to... if they go far enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, take advantage of him, learn from him, use him. And, and she's like, "But he's a Gryffindor." Ophelia's like, "That doesn't mean he won't be useful." Let's. And maybe he'll be turn out to be a Slytherin at the end of the year. Who knows? Yeah. So she goes out this time once the boys are back in, and he's in a crumpled heap by the stairs, and she tells him he's an idiot. Yeah. She says, yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. <laughs> a lot of people are telling me this. And she says, why are you letting them do this to you? And he says, I want you to know that I know how scared and humiliated you were, and I'm sorry, and I wanted you to believe that I understood how you really felt. Yeah, and, and he lets her know that he now knows Chloe is the one who set her up. Mm-hmm. And she says, he says, I don't understand why she'd do that. And she says, you don't understand girls, especially girls like Chloe. Mm-hmm. She'd make a good Slytherin. Mm. And he said, I told her she was, wasn't was good enough to be a Slytherin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she hauls him up the stairs to where Dewey and Kai are waiting. And he says, I can't feel my hands or feet anymore. And so they decide they better take him to Madame Pomfrey. Yeah. Um, and the boys are gritting because they're friends again. And mm-hmm. eh, boys are idiots, she says. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Professor Sinistra in the astronomy class kind of pairs them up and gets them started, and then she goes inside where it's warm and just kind of lets them. <laughs> do of course, class. she does. She's, she's got Hufflepuffs and Slytherins, and at the beginning of the class, she tries to split them up. So it's always one Hufflepuff and one Slytherin in a pair. Mm-hmm. And they sort of uh, reshuffle themselves as the class goes on. Yeah. <laughs> but they're starting one class, and Edgar wants to, Nero to tell him uh, why they're being such gits. Why can't they just be friends? Mm-hmm. And he says, because you're Hufflepuffs. And Edgar says, that's a stupid reason. Yeah. Oh, very persuasive, Edgar. Yeah, well, there's a stupid reason. <laughs> So they start picking on Stephen again because, you know, he should be in Hufflepuff anyway. Um, yeah. And they're picking on Sung Hee because she still can't speak English very well. And so she's having trouble. Mm-hmm. And so Mercy and Violet and is it Kai? Dewey stay behind to help Sung, Sung Hee and... Dewey um, partners himself with the boy who'd been being mean to her and gets Violet to partner her. Mm-hmm. And so Violet helps her through the rest of the lesson. Right. And then at the end, they kind of go over her chart with her. And Violet has figured out that her English isn't very good. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there are provisions for kids like that at Hogwarts. Yeah, you would think there would be something. How would they deal with This is that? the first fic I've seen with something like that in it. Because yeah. usually you would have people go to the magic school where they speak the language because i mean right. it's not like you can't flew to china if you speak chinese yeah um, well, or what's i mean that fic that we we read where ted um draco plays the guitar he what? uses the magic and he's friends with um neville's family and everything and uh it's not draco it's scorpius and he has the ipod he's always raindrops on roses that's it I and in that one, fit. he gets sent to Durmstrang, where... And they're in Norwegian and where, German and, yeah, like, three other there's languages. There's only one class that's done in English, and he has, like, this translation spell that's 
so out of date that it barely works. And he's up like all night long trying to translate his lessons so that he doesn't get tortured by the headmaster. So I've seen it there. And and there was a spell to kind of help out there. And on that mm. note, so the kids from Durmstrang and the kids from Bobaton can speak English. Apparently. But if you were to send a Hogwarts student to either of those countries, and none of them, none of the other people were able to speak English, you'd be screwed. Mm-hmm. You'd mm-hmm. learn it fast, though. True, but I mean, they don't think yeah. about things like that, apparently. Mm-hmm. And the ones we see in um, Goblet are all seventh years. So, well, and you know, Fleur yeah. doesn't necessarily speak English all that well, but being in Europe, they're more likely to know multiple languages. This um, is true. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen a fic where the kids were going to Bobatons and they were looking for somebody that could speak French to send. Uh-huh. So at least there was that. But yeah, Raindrops on Roses. That was the one I was thinking of. Thank you. I knew you read it because you were the one that recommended it to me. (laughs) It's still not done yet. It's been a while since it's been updated, I think. I know. I read it not too long ago and then it stopped again where it stopped. Yeah. No, I've been meaning to say this about Sung Hee. So the name Moon in European, the European version of the name was originally French. Okay. So, yes, there's a European version, but yes, there's also a Korean version. Mm-hmm. Because my distant relatives out in Massachusetts will occasionally get very confused Koreans coming to their door. Okay. <laughs> because they assume that my relatives are Korean, and then there's these white people living there. And it, it, we had some funny stories. I'm like, oh. <laughs> All okay. right. That's fun. So I think this is the first time that I've ever seen Moon mm-hmm. as a Korean character, or at least a non-European mm-hmm. character. I like that because there aren't enough of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's cool. And then we have Steven, who's going to jump off the tower. Yeah, apparently. He can't take it anymore. He doesn't Which... want to be in Slytherin. He doesn't. Yeah, and he, he's been having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can kind of see where he's coming from. But and Violet he decides the best way to deal with this is to say, all right, you're not going to jump off. It, mm-hmm. it, surely it can't be that bad. And it's not working, which, yeah. you know, it's, that's really not the thing to say to a depressed person. Oh, it can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah. But Violet says, you know, if you think it's been so easy for the rest of us, then maybe you don't belong in Slytherin. Go ahead jump if you're going to mm-hmm. if you really wanted to die you would have done it when no one was here yeah which is yeah. probably true mm. but they and mercy points out that you know uh, i'd i'd feel bad if you jumped i'm not ready to be seeing thestrals mm-hmm. and your parents will i mean it'd be terrible for them mm-hmm. uh, and dewey brings up the point that he might end up being a ghost and then he'd have to haunt the astronomy tower all the time <laughs> You'd be like, they'd have to call you leaping steven or something <laughs> terrible like that and he, he goes to get him off and steven slips and they like dive forward and grab him and mm-hmm. you know they're pulling each other down until this is feeling like titanic yeah mercy gets a hold of violet and adds her own weight to counterbalance them and then they get him back up and they yeah. drag him down. When the I first read this, I wondered if there wasn't 
somebody hidden that had hit him with a tripping jinx or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it seems very nice. sudden that he's about to really fall off. But I don't know. We, if there is, it doesn't come up in this section of chapters. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he looks over his shoulder at them, and then as he turns back around, he loses his balance. Yeah. You know, he probably just probably gets a little sense. bit dizzy or something, and then he starts to slip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> Teddy's like, she told him to jump? <laughs> well, I don't think she really wanted him to. She was just trying to get him to think. Reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. And Professor Rye says, I don't think you're discussing red caps, are you? No. No, it's just far more important. asks some questions about it. And Dewey gets them all right. Yes. Oh, yes. Hmm. Ten points to Hufflebuff. Mr. Lupin, what are their distinguishing characteristics? (laughs) Um, Red caps have red caps and Erklings Ghosts are transparent. (laughs) And hips are small. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so now he has to do a foot of parchment. Mm-hmm. None of this large scrolling handwriting, normal stuff. You're not allowed to do double spaced 14 point font. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to write an essay. And Teddy says, How do you know all of that stuff? And yeah, it's in the textbook. Didn't you read it? Didn't you read it? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> But Edgar stops him and says, "Hey, I've noticed you're not hanging out with Chloe anymore. Can can I go hang out with her? And and you know, are are you have you given up your oh, for crying out loud?" And Teddy's like, "I didn't ever have that. Go you ahead, don't need my fun. permission, but you know, I I would advise against it because she's not a nice person. But uh, she's an evil, spoiled little brat." Yeah. <laughs> well, we know how he feels about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Edgar just sort of wanders off and says, "Well, I guess you don't mind if I talk to her then." <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, Chloe has heard this whole thing, it's sort of like Hermione in mm-hmm. Book One. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel like she deserves it, but at the same time, I feel like you know he's being yeah. really hard on her. I, I mm-hmm. don't blame she's him. Mm-hmm. And I suspect she's used to having got through school well by um, getting other people to do stuff for mm-hmm. her. Manipulating and them. Sounds like deadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And She's... when that's not working, she doesn't really know how to make friends and um, do all the work that's required and all this stuff because she doesn't know anything about magic either until she got here. So mm-hmm. it's right. a lot of stuff to learn. And she not. really didn't go about it the right way. No, she didn't. And Violet was supposed to tell Slughorn about the jumping incident. Stephen trying to jump. Yeah, the jumping incident. He asks her not to, because it'll just make it worse. Everyone will say, well, you know, if you need need a hand getting off the tower, this this is how you really should do it. Mm -hmm. And so she realizes that he's right. The other Slytherins will treat him like that. So she keeps it to herself. And then she goes to talk to the hat. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's a common thing if people are like, I need to go talk to the sword egg hat. Well, apparently in this story, because she's had a whole lot of people wander through the headmistress's office wanting to talk to the hat. The hat won't give them any answers, so it's not uh, working. Mm -hmm. But uh, before we get there, we have Teddy and Jeffrey in a fisticuffs, because Jeffrey... Pretends to be a werewolf. 
and sets Teddy off, and Teddy just jumps on him and starts pounding. Mm-hmm. Neville's like, Teddy Lupin, stop right now! And, and just, everyone's like, I didn't know Professor Longbottom could sound like that. <laughs> He's always so calm. What Beware the nice ones. They both lose 50 points. And they get and lots of detentions. He started it. And, and even it says even Violet was taken back on how dark and angry Teddy looked. And then he had transformed into a werewolf while he was beating on the Slytherin boy. Oops. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's just not really, you know, calm the accusation all that much. No. no. And uh, Kai apparently tells Violet she should have stopped him from doing that. He's like, yeah, have you tried to stop Teddy from doing something? <laughs> no. So the cat's out of the bag, mm-hmm. but not quite, because... Most of the rest of the people don't know he's a metamorphagist. They just know there's something going on. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't know what happened exactly. The Anthony, is it Anthony that's not doing very well? Um, yeah, Connor and gotcha. Anthony. Yeah. They, Violet says he needs a new partner because, and Kai's like, what? You boys are not very observant because he, he wants a, a girl partner. He's... <laughs> He's been, uh... The reason he's been hopeless is because he's been daydreaming about Nagina through the entire lesson. Yeah. Kai's like, but she's bald! That doesn't mean anything. Well, at least he's trying to foster interhouse relations. (laughs) There you go. Except he keeps tripping all over himself anytime he gets near her, and it's not helping out very well. Sounds like Rod. Hmm. Or Tonks, maybe. Hmm. Although she just does that anyway, I don't think it has no. much to do with proximity to Remus. Uh, I, I like this uh, detention Neville has, Mr. Montague and Teddy, and he tells them that he wants them to write an essay basically on what's good about their house. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey. And Jeffrey is, is going, well, pff, you don't think anything of my house. You're prejudiced. You're just going to mark me badly, whatever I say. Mm-hmm. And Neville says, yes, I am biased against Slytherins because a lot of stuff happened to me that was caused by Slytherins during the war. I try very hard not to be prejudiced, and I've known Slytherins who are decent people, but it's tough. So I want you to convince me that Slytherins can be good. I like Neville. I do, too. He's he's a really special guy, and, and he's a really good teacher. And we usually see him in uh, almost all the fanfics when we have him teaching. He really is a good teacher. He comes yes. into his own. So, And we have a conversation between Violet and Slughorn, and that's where she asks to speak to the Sorting Hat. Mm-hmm. She wants to talk to him about Stephen. And Slughorn assumes she wants to be sorted out of Slytherin. Right. So he wants to know if she's unhappy. She says, uh, it's not really... That's not what I was talking about. But can you tell me what's good about Slytherins? She should have gone to detention. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah, but then I like it because then she asked the headmistress the same question. And the headmistress says, well, you should talk to Slughorn. And she says, but I want to know a non-Slytherin's opinion. Mm. Mm -hmm. Although Slughorn does have a good point, too. He says... um, you know, Gryffindors don't necessarily understand the difference between acting brave and being brave. Mm-hmm. Slytherins can be brave, but they don't worry about whether other people think they are. Right. Mm-hmm. 
which we do see somewhat in canon. Yeah. And yes, what Professor Llewellyn says is that, well, I guess I'm not finding where she asks the question. Yeah, I guess cool. she ducks the hat first. She does mm-hmm. duck the hat first. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite she, you know, she says, Stephen White. And he says, oh, yes, he was a bit of a conundrum. Badly lacking self-confidence, needs guidance, a great deal of patience, I should say. And she's like, you put him in Slytherin. I was like, yes, yes, I know. That was only a few months ago. I haven't forgotten. But he's not a Slytherin. He's spineless. Well, it sounds like I was wise not to put him in Gryffindor then. (laughs) She's like, but he can't make friends. He gives up. He doesn't even try. Well, then I'm glad I didn't put him in Hufflepuff. (laughs) He won't learn. He's not cunning or careful. He's not ambitious. He's not clever. Mm, does that sound like a Ravenclaw to you? <laughs> She's like, ah! <laughs> so, but she turns yeah. it around. So you're saying the only place for a stupid, lazy, cowardly loser is Slytherin. And Hat says, that's not what I said. Is that what you believe? And Violet's just speechless. Mm-hmm. And, and she wants, she tells him that he almost killed himself. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't make any sort of point. And the hat says, yes, but would it have been any better anywhere else? Yeah. And she's figuring he wouldn't be as bullied as much, but she does realize that Gryffindors are always kind to people on their own. And that's for Kai is kind sure. of, you know, impatient and arrogant, which wouldn't really help with Steven. And um, it's hard to, he doesn't really seem to fit Hufflepuff somehow. <laughs> so... I don't know. And she says, what kind of point would it make if he'd killed himself? And Had says, perhaps that his house failed him. Mm -hmm. You know, and it does. It really makes her think. And then Llewellyn, that's when she's come back in because she gave him five minutes. And that's when she asks her this question as well. Do you believe there's anything good about Slytherins? Mm -hmm. And she says, well. We we know the traditional qualities are cunning, ambition, ruthlessness, and pure blood, and that's not none of those are necessarily bad when they're paired with other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're also scrupulous, if you ambition, if you're ambitious and compassionate, then that's fine. But there's been a history of people who don't have any scruples or compassion or ruthless and don't restrain themselves who are pure-blooded and superior about it. And, and putting together, them all together in one place is a good idea. Why? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It does That's not why all the other sense. schools across the pond or in other areas that you find it fix have radically different housing systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised then if that's the case that Gryffindor and all the other houses haven't produced more scary people. Yeah. Or at least that we've heard about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have like 10 times as many Cormacs and Romildas and, and the twins. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That is a terrifying <laughs> thought. We don't want 10 pairs of Weasley twins. Oh, that's not. We, we've moved on to the next chapter and... It's getting close to the Christmas holidays, and Violet is going to be staying at school because her mother wants to stay on her vacation. And I'm her sorry f- that there are those who are not wanted at home. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's a little downcast, but she's, you know, okay with it, sort of. 
And then we have and another. I guess this is where the wand alarms come in because they haven't. I thought they'd been there in the first Quidditch game, but I guess not. But we have the example of Gilbert, who his wand keeps screaming every time he sets it down. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it does not work very well. <laughs> and so there, he's, you know, still trying to play up to Nagena. And he's going, so, how about that Quidditch game? Who do you like? Ravenclaw, right? And she's like, laugh, Ravenclaw. You can take all the Ravenclaws and... Uh, <clears throat> oh, hi, Professor Flitwick. <laughs> Go Ravenclaw. <laughs> Yeah. Uh huh. Well, look, Flitwick learned from Umbridge. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. And Dewey and Kai are driving Violet and Teddy crazy because the next game is Ravenclaw versus Hufflepuff. <laughs> and yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is when she mentions to Kai that she's staying at Hogwarts. And over the course of the chapter, all three of the boys invite her to come stay with them. Yeah. I that's really sweet though that they've they all have I mean, they've really taken this friendship thing, even with all the fighting she's done to get them to not be her friend. They -hmm. have taken this friendship pact very seriously. And I think at this point is where she really gets it, where it's like, okay. Yes, they really are wanting to be my friends to be my friend. There's no ulterior motive here. On the other hand, she is a Slytherin, so yes. <laughs> that does enter into the equation. Yeah. But she, you know, and they all ask, but Teddy is the one she's related to, so that's kind of... Plus he asked first. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, so she decides to go with that. And yeah. is it Kai keeps calling her Vi instead of Violet? Yes. And she is not yeah. happy with that name. Yes, he's come up with a new nickname for her, and she's not having it. And um, she, he also thinks maybe she's got a crush on Stephen or the other way around. <laughs> no, she's just trying to teach him how to be a real Slytherin. Mm-hmm. And by the way, can Slytherin you get um, Gilbert to stop following Nagina around so much? <laughs> it's like, do you think I could give him a clue about girls? No, actually, probably you couldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a clue either. Yeah. Uh, so we have the Hufflepuff Ravenclaw match, and the wands are going off. Thief, thief, ah, thief! And we know it's not Gilbert's because his his had a different thing that it did. <laughs> and and the Ravenclaw seeker missed the snitch because his wand alarm went off and it distracted him just a minute, and so he lost it. And yeah, Kai is yeah, not. So the happy. Ravenclaws are very unhappy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have some relatively peaceful weeks in which the du- the number of duels and people going to Madame Humphreys at least drops a little bit. Yes. It's not down to none, but it's less than before. <laughs> and Slughorn uh. tells everybody he needs to know who's staying in the next little bit, who's going to stay for Christmas. And so that's when uh, the boys all come up to her and invite her to stay with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know. She, you know, you're... Grandmother would, uh, her her great aunt would like to see her, uh, and she already spoke to Violet's grandmother, and, and probably your father would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we'd be visiting my godfather too, and he won't be mean to you because of your parents, because he's not like that. And, yeah, which she knows because she's met him already. Mm-hmm. But this puts Violet in quite the position because she knows that if. Her mother finds out that she's doing this with her father's permission. It's going to make her life a living hell. 
So she has to write her mother a note and ask permission, but do it in such a way that she doesn't sound like she really wants to go. Mm-hmm. And she sort of kind of lies and says her father says she can't go because that'll make her mother want to say she can. <laughs> if she had said, well, Draco's daddy said I could go, her mother would have said, no, never, uh-uh, yeah. not gonna. So this is why Violet's a Slytherin is 10 years of uh, manipulating her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In self-defense, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, pansy. Pansy, pansy, pansy. Pansy is a pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's and a the, reason Draco didn't marry her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine and, having to, oh. Ew. And last week, Scott, you said, we, we talked about, you know, Pansy had this baby, but Draco was supposed to have married somebody else. And in this chapter, we find out that he has married her and has Scorpius um, and actually is going to later in this chapter get to go visit his family. So Pansy and uh, Violet were school mm-hmm. accidents, maybe. I hate to say that like that, but... You know, that's why they're yeah. not together. So she was she was mostly raised by her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he yeah. knows, doesn't he? I mean, he yeah. knew. Yes, and he supports her. He, he pays yeah. for her stuff and things like that. But he doesn't interfere not in together. her raising because Pansy probably is. Yeah, I mean, she's the one that got jilted in all of this. And she's yeah. not very happy with him. No. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, Dewey and then Kai both come up as well and invite her to come over. Uh, Because Dewey's parents have said, well, any friend of mine is welcome. And um, Kai's parents says, you know, well, um, we don't usually have turkey or ham, so hopefully you like Chinese food. But there's a lot of it. And, uh, you know, uh, um, of course, if you want to stay here being all pathetic and lonely, that's fine. Because Kai is uh, the smooth, smooth guy that he is. Yeah, he's Uh, a smooth talker. Yep. And then he says, I was just kidding. But they end up getting kicked out of the library because they're being too loud. And they're kind of in the entrance hall and they hear this wand alarm going off. Help me, stop, thief, help me, help me. And it's getting closer to them. And they're like, well, if somebody just dropped it, it wouldn't be coming closer. And something like bowls them over, runs into them. None of them see it. You know, one of them thinks it's under an invisibility cloak. One of them thinks it's in, it's uh, disillusioned, mm-hmm. and they just don't know. Yeah. And the Gryffindors and it's gone are, down towards the dungeons. They, so everybody they, is like, "Oh, it must be a Slytherin." And yeah, just, they don't really know where the, it went. They've gone through the entrance hall anyway. Yeah, uh, and so it starts this massive riot. The Gryffindors head down, and and they're because they were in pursuit of the wand thief. Mm-hmm. And so they just start this huge riot and, and Violet's like, I should go. And they're like, are you kidding? You're a lone Slytherin. You'll just get killed. And so they end up hiding in a classroom until it's all over. And then they end up losing points because the school's under curfew now. Yeah. So they each, the Teddy and Dewey both lose two points because they're uh, 20 points because they're the ones who go out to investigate mm-hmm. and see whether it's all died down or not. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So, and the ghost tells them. Uh, so the ghosts are all standing guard outside the different common rooms. Mm-hmm. And when Dewey gets there, the fat friar tells him that some people were injured, but nobody died. Oh, well, that's nice. So, yeah. And then. Yeah. And Dewey's going, that's the good news. <laughs> Not so great. Mm-hmm. 
And Violet looks at Teddy the next day, or that evening, I guess. Yeah. Or it is, it is the next day. It's the mm-hmm. evening of the next day. Because uh, the next day everybody gets questioned about what happened and who saw what. And then that evening they go on the train to Hogsmeade. And uh, she says, you know, I'm really glad I'm not staying at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. So... And she's glad to spend Christmas with him as well. And he says, really? Oh, yeah. And he figures they'll tell Harry about all this and Mm -hmm. he'll sort it out. Of course they'll tell Harry. He'll have a way of sorting it out. And we all know what the way is going to be because we know he's got the map. And the title of the next chapter is Mischief Management. (laughs) Yeah, well, that does sort of give it away. Mm -hmm. So we meet Andromeda and she's nice... Glad to meet her grandniece. Mm-hmm. She says, oh, it's nice to meet you too, ma'am. And then she please- hugs her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Violet Bot has a stroke. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's not used to being touched like this. And I love that on Christmas morning, she's shaken awake by Teddy. Come on, sleepyhead. Grandma's got breakfast ready. It's time to get up and open our presents. And he, she's like, you're in my room. I'm asleep. Yeah. Leave me alone. He's like, yeah. presents. <laughs> Don't you knock? I did, but you didn't answer, so I figured you were asleep. Yeah, well, I was. (laughs) (laughs) And he calls her bye-bye, and she's just like, I'm going to kill you now. (laughs) That's because that's what, she's gone to visit her father, and that's what Scorpius calls her. Mm -hmm. And Teddy is is delighted when he hears this, and he says, if you repeat that to anyone. Especially Mm. Kai, I will kill you. So he only says it once, Mm because he's a good kid. Um, Yeah. And Teddy's used to having lots of presents, but she's not. And she's got lots of presents. You know, she's got the present from... Usually Draco just sends her a letter and says, you can buy whatever you want. (laughs) Of course he does. This letter to whoever and I'll pay your bill. And her mother gets her a couple of things, but... She's got stuff from Teddy and and the kids at school and Andromeda and It's like Harry's first year. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but they don't even know me. That's okay. We like to give presents in this family. Yeah. And they're heading over to visit the Weasleys that afternoon. Well, they're they're visiting Harry and Ginny first, and then they're going to the borough. And, oh, yeah, there'll be all the Weasleys. There must be a hundred of them now. (laughs) You're exaggerating, says Andromeda, but not by much. (laughs) And Violet looks like she's just been told she's going to visit a tribe of centaurs. Don't worry, they're they're nice. they're Weasleys. They don't like Slytherins. Andromeda's like... I would point out that if the family tree is true, then Scepter... Let me think. Arthur's mother was a Slytherin. There you go. Mm-hmm. Plus, Percy should have been a Slytherin. Yes. And Violet... So Andromeda says, well, they've always been polite enough to me, and if they've had any prob- if there are any problems with you, they're going to hear about it, so... <laughs> yes, they will. I can't imagine, though, that there will be problems. No. Although I have read fix where Molly freaks out about Ginny or somebody going into Slytherin and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I've yeah. read fix where Molly freaks out about pretty much anything, so. <laughs> Obviously. Well, I'm editing We Belong right now, and, and Trisha oh. is not happy with Molly at all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. So they head over to the Weasleys, and... Several afternoons over the next week, actually. Mm-hmm. And Violet eventually relaxes a little bit. And the cousins like to come up and ask her things. Yeah. And 
Victoire comes up and says, are you Teddy's girlfriend? <laughs> no, he's my cousin. Good. I think I'm going to be his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Says Violet thinking Victoire looks like Cho. <laughs> or Chloe. Like Cho. Wow. Whoops. Victoire uh, and Teddy are like third cousins? Maybe. I don't know. He's not actually related to the Weasleys. Yes, he is. Mm, not by much. I guess, I guess through Arthur's through mother Tonks. or grandmother yeah. or whatever. Through Tonks, why? Why Tonks? Because yeah, if you if you go back far Sidril enough on the Black Beasley Tree, Septimus. there's a okay, yeah, but um, that's a ways. That's a ways. Yeah, they're more than kissing cousins. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Because I think we figured out that Ginny and Harry are fourth cousins. Could be. I don't know. I don't remember where that was. If so, but. Although I think mostly that's because we think that Charles and Doria are supposed to be up a generation than they actually are. Yeah, it depends on whether those are James' parents or not. Uh, well, they've got to be. Just Joe can't do math. <laughs> Poor Joe. I know. Especially since somebody, Cygnus Black of some generation or another had his first kid at 13. I'm looking at this. Uh, I, I'm leaving you guys behind because you're doing math and, you know, that's out of my realm of things. And... <laughs> She's talking with Harry, and she's yeah. trying to talk to, you know, she's kind of talking to him about her father. Mm-hmm. And Harry says, you know, we were never friends. And we were pretty much as far away from friends as you could be. Mm-hmm. But I understand him a little bit better now. And we're not ever likely to meet at the Leaker Cauldron and hang out, but... <laughs> um, well, it depends on the fic you read. That's true. You know, they were... Voldemort's followers, but he says, "Yeah, but they turn against him in the end." And she, he, Harry's like, "I know what you're trying to ask me, and it's not my place to answer questions. You need to talk to your father." Yeah. And she's like, "All right." Harry's not really the person to talk to about what Draco was like in school. No. no. Although at he's a better person to ask than Ron. Uh, yes. Probably. And at least he's grown up enough to admit that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Teddy clatters down and says, hey, let's go teach the kids how to play Quidditch. And she's like, I don't even know how to play Quidditch. But she decides she's going to get Scorpius a toy broom for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And Teddy and Harry says, you know, you're you're allowed to stay inside if you like. Teddy just likes having people all, all around him. But she decides to go for it anyway. And then we have a conversation between Teddy and Harry. And Harry's pleased that he's making friends with people in other houses and he's asked he says you know i'd like to borrow the map so i can try and catch the thief because we think they were invisible right yeah. and harry's and, like well staff the staff is trying to find them and teddy's like yeah but it's not working no the staff is not very good at doing things like this <laughs> we should know that well, yeah. it's uh, almost completely different staff by this point so who knows well they yes. haven't learned anything yeah, and Harry's like, are you sure that's what you want the map for? You don't want it to... Uh... You don't have any other uses in mind? Yeah. Teddy says, no, no, not really. I don't know. Well, I'm sure they'll occur to you soon enough if you mm-hmm. don't now. <laughs> but if you learn anything, tell Neville or Professor Llewellyn. Don't go running off to fix it yourself. Yeah, don't like be me. did. <laughs> yeah. But, but as, you know, it, you do have a right to the map because your father made it just as much as mine did. So. Right. 
But there's conditions. And one of them is you can't tell Ginny or Andromeda and you can't show it off to all your friends. Um, so much for that. And if you don't, if you use it for anything malicious, I'm going to take it back and be very, very disappointed. Yes, terribly disappointed in you. Yeah. So he does the activation phrase and it's just sort of out of focus. Because See, this too far is, this from I thought was mm-hmm. weird because Ginny, Harry could follow Ginny on the map when they were gallivanting about. Yeah, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Yeah, and Harry says it's only a loan. I expect you re- to return it whenever I ask. But Maybe. I guess if I guess if they're at the borough at this point, it's pretty much on the other end of the UK from Hogwarts, whereas the forests where they were wandering around might have been more in the middle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's still a little odd, but we can go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do not sneak out of Hogwarts. I'm serious. Don't yeah. do it. I know I did it all the time, but it's different now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Harry's, Teddy's like, I know, See? you'll take my map away. And Harry's like, yeah, and then I'll tell your grandmother. Okay, I promise. <laughs> See, this would be a good place to explain why. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Teddy goes, can I borrow your invisibility cloak, too? And Harry's like, Not a no. Chance. <laughs> nope. And Kai is still calling Violet Vi. Mm-hmm. And she's going to kill him. She but is. not in front of the parents. Yeah. And Kai brings Cho over with him. Oh, my. And Harry is polite. Mm-hmm. And Kai's and like, she's she... engaged! <laughs> He's very excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then she kindly gives Violet ammunition Mm. by calling him Little Owl. Yes. And she says, so, I don't suppose you're going to be calling me Vi anymore, are you? (laughs) Mm, Not so much. And Teddy just thinks that's hilarious. Yep. And they... Well, I'm glad you got taken down a peg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... And apparently Kai gave her an exploding wand for Christmas. Oh, dear. She says, I have never received a gift like it. Thank you ever so much. Yeah, ever so much. <laughs> but apparently she did have fun with it in front of the cousins. Teddy kind of undercuts her pose of indifference there. Yeah. And Teddy asks about Cho being engaged to a muggle. And Kai's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. I always thought she'd, you know, want to be with a wizard. But I guess it's okay. So... Yeah. But he's a she nice. She could have been with any one of them. I was like, really? Oh yeah, she's had lots and lots of dates. Didn't you get into fight with Aldwin when he said that? <laughs> <laughs> Not the same. Family's allowed to say that, apparently. Yeah. But he, uh, Teddy, has overheard Ron and Harry talking, and they find out if Professor Llewellyn doesn't fix things, then she's going to be gone. Well, yes. So. And what she's decided to do is introduce a zero-tolerance policy. Mm-hmm. Anybody f- f- that they find has anything to do with stealing wands or any of these various Death Eater-related things is immediately expelled. Right. And one thing that we haven't said was that Teddy has been putting... Uh, what is it he's putting on his face to keep it from? Yeah. Oh, the paralyzing um, potion? The paralyzing potion. Yeah, that was face. last week. It's diluted. And so, yeah. So, but it's a contraband item. It is a contraband item. And what they find out is, while they were gone, the rooms have all been searched. 
mm-hmm. while they're having their dinner, their rooms are being searched again. Yeah, all the stuff so. they've just brought back is being searched. Mm-hmm. So, and he is in line for being expelled. Yep, because, because he this. had this potion. And she says, you've not heeded any of my warnings from the beginning of term. You haven't listened to the words of the sorting hat. And there are those who feel I've been too slow to act. So this is what's going to happen. And you're going to get along. And if you don't get along, then things are not going to go well for any of us. Yeah. So we start off with the Hufflepuffs in Chapter 13. And Annabelle is being belligerent again Mm -hmm. and accusing... Uh, the fat friar of being a spy for the headmistress and going through the rooms. And, uh, yeah. And now, then she sneers at the prefects and Professor Peasgood says, yes, prefects are responsible for enforcing the rules. And by the way, why do you have this maleficent transformations in your room? Right. Which is a classic among students of dark arts, apparently taken from the restricted section and, you are not in the class that would let you do that. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. You had no permission for this. And she's, you know, very sad. So she's the first Hufflepuff to go. And Mr. Hargrave, uh, Edgar, has brought a Game Boy to school. And that's considered a contraband, too, because it's a muggle device. Yep. Yeah, but, but not... that doesn't seem right, though. Yeah. But it's not expellable. Yeah, I mean, so you can't even use this thing. I know. He just brought it because he's used to having it with him. <sighs> so it gets confiscated. Mm-hmm. And Edgar is just, he's having a tough time because his parents don't understand anything that he's learning. And right. he's not learned any maths and geography and such. I still don't get how you explain that to someone you can't tell about magic. Like, if your grandma comes to dinner and is like, what are you learning in civics? And you're like, well, the, you know, you can't start talking about, like, mm-hmm. goblin rebuttons. What do you, what do, you yeah. do? Well, there's the Goblin War of 1837. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure exactly. I don't know how far, how widespread it is for... Um, which relations you're allowed to tell, like if it's just your immediate family or if you can tell your aunts and uncles and grandparents. And even then, if you happen to have muggle friends, you can't say, oh, yeah, I'm learning all this cool stuff about things that I can't explain to you. Can't tell you about. I know. Yeah. Or like the ones who, the muggle-borns who, and, or even the half-bloods or what have you, who decide to like go back to the muggle world and, you know, have a career. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. there can't be that many jobs, and they can't all be perfectly comfortable in the Wizarding World. um, I've seen fix where, you know, there's there's a provision for Muggleborns or Half-Bloods who want to take their GCSEs and things. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Nice. do that. Um, Uh, Or one that I'm reading now. It's actually uh, author comments. The the one I'm reading is an um, alternate universe where there isn't magic. And it's uh, Harwarts is a school for spies. Uh, Ooh, I want to read this. And uh, James Potter was 007. Of course oh. he was. And things like that. One in the long, a, a long line of 007s, and they're trying to groom Harry to be one as well. Potter. James Potter. It's not quite <laughs> yeah. the same. No. <laughs> no, they use James Bond. That's just the code name. That's why they change all the time. It's because the last one got killed. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh. So it's like Santa Claus. What? Mm-hmm. When Santa Claus dies, then whoever finds him becomes the next Santa Claus kind of a thing? 
Why are you Santa Claus, Dad? Allen, Allen version. Yeah. Isn't that uh, isn't that one of the movies? Yeah, he I falls off so the roof. I am so confused. Why are we killing Santa Claus? <laughs> well, sometimes um, he falls off the roof. Well, you know, Fred and George killed Santa Claus in in one of the Wizard Rock song, songs. Oh my God! They know. I'm traumatized now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, in the comments about Hermione going home from this and then going to the library and learning various things because the other interesting thing about the fic is it's from Hermione's perspective. Mm. It's uh, Hermione Granger and I forget it's Hermione Granger and the boy who lived or something like that, but that's not quite right. Anyway, she says she's pretty sure that in canon, Hermione was probably going to the library and learning all the things so she could go to college after Hogwarts if she wanted to. Oh, probably. Yeah, or like, <laughs> yeah, or like the thing that I was thinking about is like, what about the people, the Muggle boards, or even the Muggle uh, spouses of witches and wizards who wouldn't be comfortable, say, going to St. Mungo's? Right. You know, you'd mm-hmm. need a doctor who can navigate both worlds in case, like, the kid ends up with spattergoit or what have you. Mm-hmm. Would. I, but I don't suppose most people would think about that. You'd have to have an enterprising muggle-born say, hey, you know. I'm going to be a healer and a physician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've seen fix where there was uh, half-blood psychiatrists and things like that because <laughs> everyone has be. post-traumatic stress now. Well, <laughs> I can imagine. And, yeah. Well, in the fic that Mooney just sent me, Hermione's in trouble because it's after the war and Gringotts is, you know confiscated all of her money and they're demanding repayment for them destroying the bank. Such and a good pick. Harry pays off Ron's debt, but he doesn't pay off Hermione's. I'm not quite sure why. I think Buzz the plot says so. So Hermione's she working. She have enough money to quite pay it off and then she was like, don't because, I don't even remember exactly yeah. what, but there was something about don't do it. Yeah, the plot said so. And so she's working two jobs now. She's working uh, for the ministry, and then she's working in the Muggle world as well. With the time turner. With the time turner, so she can actually work full time, both jobs, and then sleep. So how does it work? I mean, if you've got like three of you running around, which you is the real one, and are you then? I mean, if you sleep, then know. are you caught up? That's, hmm. Well, that's the thing that I think Hermione was missing in canon: that she didn't take a couple extra hours to sleep. Because she's, you know, she's having 27-hour days yeah, and, and not sleeping enough to catch up for it. And mm. the rule with a time-turner is you shouldn't see your past self. So as long as you, you know, get out of the bedroom after a certain hour and then uh, go and use the time-turner, you can just go back in and sleep again. <laughs> as long as you remember not to come back in. Or as long as somebody else doesn't walk in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got curtains. That's what the four posters are for. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it is Hermione Granger and the Boy Who Lived. So uh, I have posted the link in your in our chat. Okay. It's actually it's part of a longer series, oh, which dear. is not focused on the Harry Potter side of things. But um, you can just go with that one if you want to start from oh, there. You mean like it focuses on other people? Yeah, this crossover world that she's created is sort of mostly based on, like, SG-1 and Alex Mack. Okay. But um, occasionally in that, 
Hermione Granger shows up, and this is a Hermione Granger who's learned all the spy things. And so this is the prequel that tells you what that Hermione's time at school was like. Oh my. Mm, interesting. So you can just read this one without necessarily reading all the Alex Mack stuff. Okay. But they are fun stories also. We're way off course. Anyway, okay. back to the story we're back actually covering. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go in random directions. Yeah. yeah we're good at that. My phone's talking to me over there. What's it saying? Apparently it's telling me that Kat is messaging me. Uh-huh. Which I knew because I was talking to her on the other one. She didn't get my message till just now, so she won't be joining us. Uh-huh. Maybe next week. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, the school's all abuzz with rumors of who's getting expelled and what things were found and... We what? find out Simon, the quiet muggle-born in Dewey's room, is actually yes. an orphan. Yes. Uh, so and she, then, so he's just planning to absorb himself into the wizard world. Uh, and Blake, I don't know where Blake's from, but Blake has a muggle pistol. And he didn't what bring the it hell to anybody, him But to he bring was it. wondering about how they worked because he's in muggle studies. And there's something mm. called a cell phone. Spelled S-E-L-L. I love it. Cell phone. And, yeah. you know, what could you sell on these devices? <laughs> a whole lot of things. Yeah. And Kai is um, <laughs> telling all the Ravenclaws about all the muggle stuff that he now knows from playing computer games over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> so you can, you know, point, point this gun at things and it goes paka, 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 and the, and the car blows up. And, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Not quite, Kai. Uh, that's the way it works. So in Slytherin... Something I read once, it was like some book for a class or something, and story about Europeans bringing guns to Africa. And, well, not exactly, but th- that comes up. And so the guy takes the gun and shoots like an animal with it. But the people who are watching don't realize there's a bullet. And so all they think is it goes bang... And then the thing over there dies. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't... It's a thunder yeah, stick. Yeah. Apparently, Roger Drocker, the uh, bully, has a collection of magazines of uh, <clears throat> certain sort that no one will say anything about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can't say her name. Nagina? I think it's something like that, yeah. Really but close. that's not right. Had her hair growth potion confiscated. But Slughorn said, if this really worked, I'd have hair, too. So it's not going to really work. So apparently not. You'd think there would be charms and things for that, but I guess Slughorn is mostly has patterned baldness. So (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It's hard to say. Is it Jeffrey who... Whose father is a Death Eater. Yes. And so he gets expelled because he has a picture of his father who has the dark mark. Which it's just so sad. Yeah. It is very sad. And, and people are up in arms over this one. Yeah. And, and t- Teddy decides to start a revolution, basically. <laughs> yeah, he's going to start a revolution in a little bit. But. Uh, and um, Stephen is being a little sneakier than usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's... Apparently trying to unstick his piece of parchment that's been glued to his desk by Nero and Anthony. Ends up using a spell that... (laughs) That instead blows them out of their desks. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Whoops. I guess I was pointing my wand in the wrong direction and used the wrong spell. 
wrong spell my arts. <laughs> yeah. They deserved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, they try and get him in trouble, and the other Slytherins come down on them because they don't snitch on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you snitch on anyone else, but not on each other. Not on each other. <laughs> and they shouldn't be picking on one of their own anyhow. Bad Slytherins. Mm-hmm. And mm. Teddy is trudging upstairs because he's going to face the music and what can he possibly do mm-hmm. and this is when he finds out what's happened to jeffrey and so he goes in and explains why he has the paralyzing potion and what he's been using it for so he doesn't change shape into something weird and snore at night mm-hmm. uh, yeah because that's why he was snoring apparently is because he was changing into a wolf creature or whatever else he was dreaming about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and how do we ever discover the, whether or not you can sort of do magic in your sleep? I don't think so, but I imagine that it's a possibility because, you know, you have magic that happens when you're a kid. Yeah. The wandless magic. So I suppose if you were dreaming something really, really scary or something like that, you could. Like the thick I, I just wrecked you, yes. Do mm-hmm. magic. Yeah, it's definitely come up in a lot of fix. I don't think there's anything... The closest we get in canon is Harry's hair that grows back overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't see anything happening magical while someone's asleep. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, Teddy meets up with Jeffrey. Jeffrey's coming out of the office while Teddy's going in. And, and these two have no love lost between them. No. And Teddy's like... So what'd you get caught with, you, you know, Death Eater wannabe? And Jeffrey says, a photograph of my father. Yeah, and, and that's where blinks and we says, learn everything about that. Yeah, why would you be in trouble for this? And that really gets Teddy thinking. Mm-hmm. And so since he gets off about the with the paralyzing potion, because he wasn't having it to use on someone else, mm-hmm. he's glad that he doesn't have to be expelled, but he also thinks it's not quite fair. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. At this point, he hasn't quite figured out what to do about it, except for turning Edgar's and Aiden's annoying ancestor around, because uh, mm-hmm. he he blames him for the paralyzing potion being found, even though he said, "Well, they were searching under the beds; it was right there." And mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about it. But, and there's yeah. more to that than Teddy's telling, of course. Yeah, Teddy says that he stole it from Slughorn, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. So, so he's he, going to get he's going to get in his, trouble for that. Yeah, spell stealing. And then Slughorn comes up to him and says, "Oh, Pshaw, you couldn't possibly have stolen it mm-hmm. um, because I have these precautions that I take." At first, I thought he was just um, you know letting him off the hook, but it really is true that he didn't steal it from Slughorn. Right. Um, and Slughorn tests it, and he's like. Uh, probably a sixth or seventh year did this, but and do we ever find out where it came from? Yes, we do. Later? Yes. Okay. Not in I this group. I, don't I, know. I didn't remember that part. <clears throat> so Teddy kind of says, is it here where Teddy goes off and... No, no, that's later. No, the next, yeah. So, First we yeah. go to the Hufflepuffs who are thinking, you know, we've got to make some sort of group for houses to come together and maybe we should have an ice cream social or something mm-hmm. um, <laughs> ice cream always makes people feel better yeah. hey ice cream is good and, and yeah. they kind of want to start it for just the muggleborns mm-hmm. because they so figured they out can, that they, you know, get they need to know extra. some stuff about magic that they don't know mm-hmm. and yeah 
and maybe they could do something from for the the purebloods who don't know about muggles they could they could you know help them with that stuff yeah and, and that way it'd be a quid pro quo thing and maybe we could get some of the other houses to come and do stuff mm-hmm. and sung he is the one who suggests ice cream because you know everyone likes ice cream and kai is sort of skeptical about this idea when dewey brings it up to him mm-hmm. and then teddy hears about it and turns it into a, a revolutionary movement instead of a, a you know social gathering <laughs> but in the meantime we've got Ophelia teaching slughorn's potions class mm-hmm, because he's busy testifying about teddy but about we'll get teddy, that yeah. later and so and she, emulating Snape as she does so. Yeah. She's got vials of poison and they all are going to have to drink it and then test it and mm-hmm. tell her. Well, that's what for extra credit. Is. Yeah. yeah. If, if you identify one of them and give the correct antidote, you'll get 10 points. And is it Gilbert who's got a total crush on her now? Probably. Yes. Gilbert Zirkel. Yeah. Uh, so Kai, or, well, he, he was the one who had a crush on. Nagina. Yeah, yeah, but he he, he likes Ophelia now. He he switched allegiances here. Kai and Dewey have gotten in trouble because they were talking about the ice cream social, and she's taken twenty points away from them. And Kai tries to talk back to her, and he loses another twenty points. You know, things are going, and then they start talking again, and she comes up and says, "You have a choice. You can either test the poison." Or I'll take more points off of you. It's like oh, okay. And Gilbert has come. They're they're not sure to do it too. Yeah, Gil- Gilbert is volunteering as tribute. Uh, <laughs> he is totally volunteering because they're both going. Uh, I don't know. Should we maybe? And Dewey stands up to do it, and Kai is just about to stand as well. And Gilbert says, "I'll do it." Yeah. Yeah, because he wants to impress her, which, uh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't happen well. as well as he hopes. No. So, so Kai... And Dewey figures his Dragon out. poison! That's not even on the list! <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Dewey tastes it, and he's like, okay, it's icy and, and it's sickly sweet, sweet. flavor and bitter aftertaste, and it's definitely... Things are getting pretty cold, so I'd say it's moonseed poison because that's the thing that drops body temperature. Right. And he happens to know the antidote because he reads the book. So he gets 10 points. And uh, Dewey's like, 10 points for drinking poison does not seem like a good deal. But <laughs> five points for defeating a troll doesn't seem like a big deal either. No. No, but the big about the bit about the poison, some antidotes in combination become poison, isn't that. Oh, God, what is that? Somebody or there's third law mm, that we learned in half. Yeah, half I don't know who but it sounds, it sounds very plausible. So, so Zirkel yeah. has, Gilbert has taken the other potion and, and he is now dying because he has <laughs> no clue what he's taken. No, yeah. and he's dragon poison. That's not a thing. And she's not even, you know, turning a, a, she's not even hardly looking at him and Dewey's freaking out. You can't let him die. Notice the other, the rest of the class is totally not freaking out. No, they're all like, yay, he's going to go. Oh, they're just, and, they're just watching a train wreck. They don't know what to do. They're all staring at him in horror. McCormick just say, hey, are you insane? You can't do this. And she says, sit down. And they just like, ah. And so he's, Dewey's trying to give them all the, 
antidotes, and she says, well, then, you know. That, that might be poisonous itself. <laughs> and she finally says, none of the vials have poison. They're all water with scents or, you know, that are spelled. <laughs> nice. And, yeah. you know, she just. And you lose another stuff. 20 points for calling me a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But I mean, it's not, it's not like he didn't have reason. <laughs> no, it's not. And we have She's Teddy. Still like Snape. Teddy was up in his room. And Mr. Boyle comes and says, he's the prefect, comes and says, Slughorn wants you. And so he goes down to see Slughorn and Slughorn says, I am offended that you have lied and told people that you stole from me because I know it's not true. And this is where they have their discussion. And Teddy won't budge. No. And and Slughorn plays It's good of you to have noticed those potions that maybe that's even the idea where you got the idea but you couldn't possibly have stolen anything from me because you wouldn't have gotten that far if you took anything out of this cabinet. Mm -hmm. And so he offers him some tea and said, okay, now tell me why you're making up the stories like this. You're not a thief. Hello, Umbridge. (laughs) Yes, Mm -hmm. and he implies that he's put Veritas Serum in Teddy's drink but Teddy fights it. Mm-hmm. And, and he admits that he didn't steal it and that he got it from someone else. But he won't but say he who. doesn't say who. And Slughorn's going through the possibilities. Hmm, could have been so-and-so. Or maybe it was Annabelle. Yes, of course, it must have been Annabelle. She's already being expelled. She can't be in any worse trouble. Uh, yeah, but, but Teddy uh, won't, won't say it. won't it say turns anything. Out it wasn't really. It was all okay. power of suggestion. Because Slughorn's like good at that poisons yep but then we go on to chapter 15 where we have a chapter title of slip fang and oh uh, yes that's where this comes in slip fang sounds like a troll's name or uh not a troll what am i thinking of uh, goblin. a goblin name to me yeah, i suppose it later. could be a troll as well mm-hmm. but it sounds like a wyvern or something but i don't think they have those in a what a wyvern the small intelligent dragons. Oh, oh yes, yes. But yeah. I don't think those You've exist. You've been reading in the dragon board part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's where I know that from. I remember now. <laughs> it's from other things too. That's a that's a classification that exists. The dragons were the big ones, and the wyvern. I think it was originally dragons had four legs, and wyverns had two, something like that. Uh, but um, so they're basically, it, they've been used um, for various other things in lots of fantasy books. Okay. So. I can't think of the, the dinosaur that I'm thinking of, so we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> so Teddy is not sure what to feel. He's not really relieved, even though he doesn't get expelled. But mm-hmm. now the thing with Jeffrey is really bothering him because he made it through and didn't get expelled. And Jeffrey's getting expelled for some ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. And he he's checking the map, I think, he, just for something to do. Yeah. And he sees yeah. this name walking. It's coming up from the dungeons. And he's like, I've never heard of this person before. And he, and he sees it go up into the hospital wing. And then there's a knock on the door. And he's told the headmistress wants to see him. And he totally ignores the prefect again, and he runs, and he runs up to the hospital wing mm-hmm. and finds Sabrina Collins, who yeah. is a Gryffindor second year. 
And mm-hmm. he know? wants to know if she's all right. And she says, well, you know, Madame Pumphrey said it'll take a little while. But And he asks, interrupts and asks if she has her wand. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. Yeah, because he's he's worked out that this name he's never heard must be the wand thief. Right. Uh, and she she's not the one with the headache. That was the Gryffindor. She is, I think, a Ravenclaw. And she has lost the fingers in her, the bones in her fingers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. something so backfired. Yeah. yeah. And then and he Professor wants- Llewellyn, or no, he heads, charges up to the headmistress office to talk to Neville. Because that's who he was supposed to tell about things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, thank you for finally showing up, seeing as we asked you to be here already. And- a while ago. And he's out of breath. And every time he tries to tell them about what happened, they won't let him talk. Of course they don't. So, And, and he asks about Jeffrey. Because mm-hmm. he says it's... And goes off on her and says it's not fair. And then... And that just gets Professor Llewellyn's back up and... She mm-hmm. tells Professor Longbottom to remove him. Uh, From my sight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Teddy's trying to tell Neville about Slipfang, but Neville's not listening. And he... No, of course he doesn't. But guys, you never learn, do you? <laughs> and he's like, you know, I, I don't even know how to tell you how angry and shocked I am and disappointed and ashamed and appalled. And, you know, I can't believe what you've done. And then you brought up Jeffrey and you've undermined what I've tried to say about that because I agree with you, but now you've, you know, so I can't help you anymore. I can't be anything else but your head of house. And I'm not, you know, you're not getting special treatment or whatever anymore because we're friends. I'm friends of the family. Yeah. And And sends him to filter for detention mm -hmm. and because he can't figure out how to supervise the rest of them anymore mm-hmm. but he finally just yells at him hand? across the end of the end of the hall and long and neville turns around again and he finally says someone named Slipfang is the one stealing ones and explains what he was trying to say <laughs> on the other hand teddy saying what he did about jeffrey mm-hmm. i mean what do you expect well and for teddy who really doesn't like jeffrey to stick up for jeffrey that's a really big step. And yeah, I mean, there are so many articles and so many things that we read now in papers about zero tolerance at school. I mean, what was that kid the other day that he he got expelled or whatever because he took his magic ring to school Ooh, yeah. and he might do magic. Come on. <laughs> yeah. you know? it, was a, it was the one ring from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to his friend and saying something about it'll make you vanish. Which means the ring, when you put it on, makes you invisible. Does right. not mean I'm going to disintegrate you with the magic powers of this ring. Well, apparently it does because that's <laughs> why It's a terrorist threat. Spelled. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can't share aspirin with a friend who has a headache because then you're dealing drugs. And, you know, the... There are times where we go too far. Mm -hmm. And and part of me understands that, yes, you have to have rules, but there's the other part of me that says, yeah, but you also have to have common sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we no longer have common sense. No, we don't. And it's really sad. It's sad what we've become because we're so wrapped up in the rules and we can't 
have this rule that's not so black and white that, oh, well, this person can get around it and this person can't. So then we're being prejudiced or whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead Everyone's of going, okay, we have Something bad sense. is going to happen or somebody is going to sue or something mm-hmm. like all the, uh, you know, caution, hot coffee is hot <laughs> things <Yeah>. because <laughs> you spilled your coffee and sue the restaurant for making it hot. It, no, You're supposed this to, is yeah. not what you do, people. But apparently, yeah, but the courts do that, which is stupid. Or like that that case where the burglar broke into some guy's garage, and the guy was just coming home or going out or something, and ran over the bloke, and the bloke sued and won. Right? How dare you run me over when I'm burglarizing you? Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's yeah. just so. And I, in this case, you know, I can see how where they are coming from and how worked up they are and like how Neville is really disappointed in him and has these things. But part of it is also the, we can't have the adults be at all useful or we won't have a story, which right. is always annoying to me in stories. I know. It is possible to have adults that are actually helpful and I still know. advance the plot. <laughs> Apparently not. No. But at least he does get it out. Mm-hmm. He, ma- yeah. he manages to, if this was Harry, um, he would have just stood there and, and taken it and gotten more angry and shut down and gone up back to the tower and not told anybody right. what thing. Teddy does actually tell Neville about this, and Neville passes it on to Harry and says, you know, if you see this again, come tell me. Right. But it's still, you, whenever you're reading something from children preteen point of view it's always annoying when the adults refuse to listen to what you're trying to actually say (laughs) even reading it as an adult it drives me nuts Mm -hmm. (laughs) so teddy and and kai are talking in class again they're they are constantly losing points these the the four of them the three of them i don't think that uh violet loses as many points but the three boys they're just chatty cathy's in class, and they just get in They're trouble. They're trying to say, that's a werewolf name. No, it's a goblin name. Oh, it's a something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a zombie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when they get off to, um, and yeah, they keep losing a lot of points in, um, oh, what is it they're doing? For, first, it's in Charms from Professor mm-hmm. Flitwick. I do not remember what Professor Peasgood teaches. Transfiguration. Uh, transfiguration. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, it's transfiguration. transfiguration. And then in herbology, um, he's sitting next to Violet, and uh, mm. she wants to know what's wrong. And he says, Professor Longbottom hates me. I almost got expelled. I've got attention from now until forever, and I know who's stealing wands, except not really. And she <laughs> says, <He's> like, <laughs> again, please, with more explanation. And less self-pity. I love that part of it. Yeah. She's, I can't tell you now. Well, then tell me tonight. I can't. I have detention. And she's like... All right. After dinner, we'll figure this mm-hmm. out. So then and Nero makes this a uh, remark about, oh, if you didn't do anything worse than what Jeffrey did, and here you're getting detention, and he's expelled. Mm-hmm. And Teddy's like, you know what? You're right. Jeffrey got shafted. Yeah. And Nero's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. What? 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 So. Like, all right. We need to talk. Let's all meet in the room of requirement. Mm-hmm. And this is when he decides to organize his... Um, does the room move? Because I don't think it's fair that the Gryffindors and Ravenclaws only have to go down like two flights of stairs and we and the Hufflepuffs have to go up like ten. 
I don't know. The entrance can move sometimes, or the exit at least. We know that. That's a, a Dumbledore's army in the Year of Darkness thing. It may be true, but it's no. not. No, it moves in movies no. too. No, Order of the Phoenix movie, it moves. Because it comes out, because in canon, Neville tells him it always comes out in a different place and we don't always know where we are. Mm-hmm. We have to remember where uh, it does is. Does he tell them that in canon? I believe so. Hmm. When Harry Possibly. goes out it, with Luna, it could to, be something that uh, that they um, incorporated into Dumbledore's army. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, so but they're trying to get in to the room of requirement and it won't open. And they're like, well, maybe they've blocked it somehow. And it turns out that uh, Mortimer it's in use. Yeah, <clears throat> occupado. Yes, there's a little uh, tryst going on over here. Well, considering it's about the best place to have it. <laughs> I love that the four of them have, well, I have a feeling Violet knows what's going on, but the boys are clueless. Yeah. Teddy's like, what were they doing in there? <laughs> she just looks at him. What? You're such a boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell us what's going on, Teddy. And he explains about both the paralyzing potion and the interrogation and everything else about Slipfang. Mm-hmm. And they all tell him that he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And Violet is sure that it's probably a goblin, but it might be a girl goblin. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she corrects them every time they say he. It could be a girl, you know. Girls aren't stupid. It. But that doesn't sound right either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they think it's a bloody brilliant map. They can see everybody. He wasn't supposed to show it to people. Yeah, well, they're special people. It's only the four of them. Uh, yeah. He says, I first saw Slip Fang in the dungeons, and Violet's, like, frowning at him. And he says, I'm not saying he came from the dungeons or from Slytherin. I'm just saying that's where I first saw him. Yeah. And then they realize that they can't see themselves. The room that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. The room of requirement is not on the map, which we know that's from canon as well. I would like to know whether the Marauders actually never knew about it. It's possible. I've seen fix where they found it after they lost the map. Mm. Things like that. It could be just something they didn't come across. Because, I mean, Dumbledore thought it was a random room filmed with chamber pots. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the other thing that I've always wondered about the room is they they didn't get their Animagus transformations done until fifth year. Okay. Say a couple months in. They sat their owls roughly seven months later. But from James's comments, it sounded like they had been transforming a lot longer than that. So Peter ought to know what a werewolf looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for them to go gallivanting about the castle, you can't exactly have a werewolf and a stag and a ginormous dog running around without somebody noticing. Well, so, But they're not in the castle. They're out in the grounds. Right, right, right. They're out on the grounds. So they must have been able to sneak around the entire castle in James's invisibility cloak, although how they got into the common rooms, I don't know. They were sneaky. They would have have to have been. <laughs> but could you imagine, like, having four humans, like, under a cloak? I think they took it two at a time. I don't think they did it, like, four That's at true. a time. I think they, they did little reconnaissance missions and just did it a couple at a time. That's true. On the other hand, you can disillusion yourself. Mm-hmm. They probably have at least one of them providing an alibi for themselves somewhere else in the <laughs> castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have to do that. They're yeah. smart that way. 
Um, Or at least a distraction. (laughs) Or I suppose Peter probably did a lot of running around as a rat. It's a lot easier to uh, sneak around and be like, oh, I'm so-and-so's pet rat, you know. (laughs) I wonder if that's part of why. If he was the one who did most of the sneaking with the invisibility cloak before they uh, became animagi. And that's part of what gave him that form. Mm, That could be. Mm. And he was the smaller one, so he would be one to kind of sneak Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Because you never really know what set Animage's form. Mm -hmm. We haven't really gone into that. No. But I think it's more like personality too. I mean, Patronus, well, the Patronus is a little bit more complicated, I think. Yeah. It has to do with who you are. It has some, some... relationship to that at least yeah um but we don't really know um kind of like uh, minerva's discussions in her uh, very long tuesday we we don't Mm -hmm. know how much the form affects who you are and vice versa right Mm -hmm. we don't know if uh, sirius acts dog-like because he has a dog form or if he has a dog form because he acts that way in the first place (laughs) um yeah i can see him as being very dog-like to start with oh yeah so Mm -hmm. And James I, I suspect is proud, it's more like that a stag. way. I, I yeah, but the thing—the thing that gets people that way with that one and um, has come up in fix and things before—is if you have a suspected traitor and one of you turns into a rat, you think nothing of this. No, apparently <laughs> yeah. not. Apparently. <laughs> well, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh well. On the other hand, werewolves are supposed to be evil and all that, and Remus certainly yeah, wasn't. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And to transition back to the story we're reading, they're <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with this ice cream social club thing, and how I are they going to get the people ice there? And Teddy says, I think we should make it to be how to get Jeffrey Montague unexpelled. And as he's talking about this, he's getting upset, and he starts turning into a werewolf before their very eyes. And they're like, ah! So, are we talking about the same Jeffrey Montague that you tried to kill in herbology class? And Teddy's like, trying to kill him, but just, yeah. It's like, you want to overturn the expulsion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I... It really he shows... says, I deserve to be expelled more than he does. And mm-hmm. Violet says, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. And so they they decide, you know, well, that might work to get the Slytherins there, but what are we going to do to get the rest of the people there? And Let's tell them what we know about the Wand Thief. Yeah. Because everyone wants to know about that. And we can, you know, get everybody paying attention and, and watching again. And so they've decided that... And Dewey's like, this is not what we were going to start. But, uh, no. All right. We can have subversive Hufflepuffs, too. Yep. Yay! And all I can think of is our Hufflepuff skit where we ninja turtle our way into the different common rooms to leave Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Ryan got a little carried away. And probably the setting loose of the lemur was uh, not the best idea either. But, you know. Uh, what did that happen to him? To who, Ryan? No. Bad the lemur. Bad? I'm sure he's wandering around somewhere. Uh, Bad the lemur is loose in the Ravenclaw Tower. Uh, He's gone fairly feral because there aren't very many... uh, There's nobody that really goes in there anymore. And so he just has all these knickers that he's stolen. And and he's, yeah, very wild. (laughs) 
I thought maybe he went home with Wolfie. No, I think Lego dropped in and left a birthday story for Scarlett on her birthday a while back, and it might have had something to do with it. I don't know, because I can't get in there, but there was was a really cute um, gif on, gif, gif, however you say that, on LJ the other day. There there are opposing camps. Which... (laughs) Was a lemur with bunny rabbits, and he and he kept catching and petting the bunny rabbits. It was very cute. Real <laughs> lemur with real bunny rabbits. Yes. Ooh. Do you want me to go find Fun. it? Yeah. Well, oh, oh I was watching the can put it TV in the, show the other day, and there's a show about lemurs in Madagascar, like a real live documentary with Morgan Freeman during narrating, and nice. they had they had footage of the lemurs jumping sideways. It was really cute. <laughs> yeah, lemurs are interesting. As I creatures. sit here bouncing in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. There you go. But that I, is I, where I, we're wrapping up our coverage for there today. You go. Thank you. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. With Hufflepuffs being subversive for the right cause. Yay! Yay, Hufflepuffs! <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and okay. we'll have to see what happens with their little secret or not so secret meeting in society in the next section yeah are there two more of this one i believe um we're doing or just one five altogether i think yeah there's no way we could finish all the rest of them in no one sitting could maybe do it in two but we might do three yeah i I guess we'll see there's five altogether let me look one two three oh no there's four so we've got two more after this okay 16 through 24 and 25 through 32 Okay. I sent you the lemur. Yay. <laughs> lemur and bunnies. Bunnies. Aww. They're cute bunnies, too. Bunnies. I like how the <laughs> lemur like puts his tail over his shoulder and then goes after the bunnies. Yeah, got to get it out of the way somehow. He's very cute. <laughs> so, Yes, and that's it. Come back next time and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. See if we can Somehow we've got to get these houses undivided by the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we, we, hope. Can't, we can't have Hat go away. That would be wrong. We refuse to sort anyone. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't this happening a generation ago? I don't know. Yeah. He just he had enough and snapped finally, apparently. About time. Well, I think it's gotten much, much worse. Yeah, that's what it's. That's what Nick said. It's the worst rivalry he's ever seen, and he's been there for uh, six hundred years at this point, or mm-hmm. five hundred. Even worse than what it was during the uh, wars. Yeah. So it's really bad. Yeah. Because you know, so we, can, when you had when you had James and them, there were there were things going on, and they were pranking people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And when we had the twins, they were pranking and doing things, mm-hmm. but. There's a difference between pranking the other houses and trying to hurt them. And that's where we're at now. They're not, these aren't harmless pranks. These are things that actually cause people to get hurt and pain and things like that. And it, Well, the uh, twins did that too, and James. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are yeah. things like that have happened before because otherwise Filch wouldn't have the rules about no spells in the corridors. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's uh, true. But not in anything we've seen, really, except mm-hmm. for Malfoy trying to do something and then getting turned into a parrot. Um, right. And, yeah, and James was picking on Snape. The, all of them were picking on Snape. And 
But they all had other outlets because there was actual war stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is, it's all just sort of come back together and been festering for the past 15 years and it's getting worse and worse. And the the Muggleborns don't know what to do about it and the people who have grown up that way don't see any other way to be. And So hopefully they manage to figure some things out and whoever slip thing is they're not being of any help to the whole situation so somebody's no. got to set a pit trap for them or whatever i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there you go they they need to to get a little box and and bait it with a wand and yeah. oh have a little wand on the end of a fishing rod <laughs> i don't think goblins are that gullible Probably no, probably not. not. You can't really do the, the noose foot trap thing or whatever, but it would be fun. No. no, the goblins catch people that way, but they will not be caught that way. Mm-hmm. Gotta get the, I don't know, MacGyver or the Mythbusters people in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> MacGyver, I love it. Let's put MacGyver in there. That'll be good. I'm sure there must be a fix somewhere with MacGyver at Hogwarts. Oh, I'm sure. That would be fun. Or maybe he goes to Salem. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wherever the Minnesota equivalent might be. <laughs> <laughs> Would we have it? Huh? All right, we need to go to fan fiction and find that. But first, we need to say good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Hopefully, good night. you've enjoyed our our rambling. We're a little bit more rambly than usual tonight, I think. But mm-hmm. uh, it's been fun. <laughs> it has been. It's fun. a fun story. I'm enjoying it. It is a good story. And and Mooney was pulled in last week for. To you know, kind of read it real fast, and then she enjoyed it so much she read the whole thing. So that's always a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I read through to chapter sixteen last week because it was just it was keeping going. But uh, yes. I made myself stop so I wouldn't know everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm in, still engrossed in these books that I'm the other stories that I'm reading. So I had to sneak time this weekend to read my chapters, but I got them read. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I think I slept through a little bit of it, but most of it I got. <laughs> yeah. Should never yeah read I've been Just reading don't start falling asleep on the podcast. Okay. I'll try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I totally have Kez's voice in my head. <laughs> I've mailed us. Somebody fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sitting in a very uncomfortable chair today. Oh, Oh, dear. Good night, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the story. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.